Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Kellen Patterson, are you there? Yes, ma'am. All right. Are you going to bring us in with an intro of some sort? I'll do my best. (laughs) What was that? I don't know. Maybe our guest. I'm here. Hey, there we go. All right. There we go. How you doing, guys? We are good. We are good. All right. So, KP, set us up, kick us off, and let's go. Rock and roll. Oh, well, this has basically been two years on the waiting (laughs) since we had all this uh, crisis and everything else going on. But I'm still happy and overjoyed, uh, just for reference, where people are, are sending messages saying, you know, Thanks to all the the people involved in showing us health and fitness, and that's that's the promoters, and anyone else involved in these uh, natural bodybuilding shows. Because you know whether we accept it or not, there's a lot of loss of life, and uh, it's nice to see and hear some good news. And one of the things that people have been chiming into is our shows, uh, Midwest Muscle Piece P Real Talk, as well as the actual bodybuilding shows that we frequent. So knowing that, it, it really did my heart a joy to get uh, just this week messages of people wanting to come to the gym, wanting to do the classes, wanting to, I mean, just basically get their health in order instead of just waiting on a vaccine in the hopes that it's going to do anything different other than what they've already been doing with their lives. So with that being said, we have one promoter on, uh, Jack Howerson, who's just so good with uh, basically keeping an interest in the sport when it seems like so many things are are happening to uh, take away from it. So, Jack, please introduce yourself, and then let's talk about uh, your upcoming show and get the show started. Absolutely. Well, thank you. My name's Jack Halverson. I'm currently president of the United States Bodybuilding Federation. I also promote a show it's called the Midwest Legends Classic, which is coming up here. Mm-hmm. Just over two weeks on August uh, 21st here in Peoria, Illinois. It's actually the venue is in Washington, Illinois, which is just a little outside of uh, Peoria. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a heck of a ride we've been through for the last year or so. Uh, a lot of people are starting to get back in the gym and and getting healthy, realizing that's probably the best medicine they can do for themselves. Um, and uh, it, it's a good thing to see for sure. You better play awesome. lead in. With... I'm sorry. Uh, what else? What else do we have going here? I was saying, if you guys got more lead-in questions, that's fine. Shoot. Uh... Yeah. All I right. Do. Well, let's just start. Uh, let's just start from the beginning, though, Jack. And then, Kalen, we'll go ahead and and grab your question, and I'll uh, I'll jump in from there. Okay. Can I just say something before we go any further? <laughs> yeah, go right ahead. Okay. I, I didn't want to step on anybody. That's why I was waiting. Um, also, one of the things that I'd like to speak on is uh, just because, you know, that I wish that we had more people that would message, message us on our, our poster or anything out there and there instead of being so nervous about 
Uh, I, I, it's so much hit or miss with how people are attacking each other, whether the vaccine or non-vaccine or whatever. Guys, we're, we're still American. We're still at peace with each other, or we should be. And it's okay to disagree on certain things, but we do have to understanding have to have the understanding that our health should be paramount, not uh, whether anything else other than that. Because even with the information that's being given, you know, a better health leads to a better diagnosis or prognosis and coming out. So it it would be nice if we could speak with that understanding of promoting and pushing better health instead of basically doing a narrative that it seems most of us don't have a a defined definition of what's going on or the full understanding of the information that's being given and shared. So instead of taking peace work, let's take what we do with our lives and our health and let that be something that we can put a platform on. And I can guarantee that good health would definitely be an outstanding uh, foundation to start with, especially when you see the caliber of athletes and what they've done to get to the stage, even as Des can uh, identify with last year as, as some of the shows that were put on even during the uh, the epidemic. Even I'm not saying that it's done, but I know that we have uh, basically come a long way since its initial instigation into our uh, our nation, but then we have the understanding that the better health and the betterment of health is what's basically putting this in a, in a better life. Yeah. Most definitely. I agree with that. I would agree, and I think and I think we are seeing some of that, and just the very fact that we do have so many shows coming on board uh, this year and the attendance that we have and the caliber of competition that we've seen, is that, that that message still is underlying, even though it's not as prominent as we would like it to be. So it's good that that vein continues on. And I know, Jack, this show has been, I mean, you have been trying and trying and trying, and now you are here. So talk to us about just Midwest Legends, the date, where it's at, what we can expect, how the show is shaping up. Let's just get all, 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 all of the insider details of what's going to be going okay. down in the next couple of weeks. As you know, this show is at the heart and soul of what I'm trying to do for fitness in this area. And it's just something, like I say, it's very near and dear to me. So... I, in my past, uh, for some of you who may know, I used to promote for NGA, and it used to be called the uh, USA Championships back then. Uh, it was actually a show I inherited, and I promoted that for two years. And uh, the second year was actually a fantastic show. Your first year is always usually on a small side because you're building up your brand and that. And I think uh, this year, as, uh, as this is actually the first year for the Midwest Legends Classic, it's kind of on the same foothold as my first show under NGA, but it does have a lot more um, gas to the pedal just because there's a lot more people out there that do know the type of show I put on and what I try to do for the athletes. So it's a, it's great from that standpoint. Uh, the show is in Washington, Illinois. It's at the Five Points. Uh, uh, I'm trying to it's called Five Points, I think. The actual theater is the Caterpillar Theater is where the uh, yes. venue is inside the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice theater, big. 
very open, lots of seating, great size uh, stage for the competitors to be able to spread out and, and do pose downs and whatever else we're going to have them do on stage. Uh, but it's going to be fantastic. Well, one of the things that I've seen, especially with you guys pushing through, and I mean, it, it's it's been a heck of a juggling act for promoters uh, trying to get, you know, basically get a venue, then get the seating, then get the regulations that can stay not from week to week. So, it, I mean, it's, it's a heck of a job that you guys have been doing, and I, I have to apologize for that. I mean, really, it's, it's just amazing the lengths you guys are willing to go to to take care of these uh, competitors, the athletes, and the people that attend. And uh, this is the first time for me. And uh, I'm very glad you've done things, Jack. It's how I can actually bring a team down and have a support group that comes down with them. Because, you know, being near Peoria, it's a, it's a lot easier to to talk people into showing up instead of me going from here to basically Omaha or Colorado or even sometimes sure. Kansas City. So, you know, I, I, that is a definite plus. Plus, we have the guidelines ahead of time, and I'm really happy that you've been doing it. I saw a couple of emails that you sent out uh, recently about the polygraph and everything else. So you're really staying ahead of the game and actually ahead of the curve, and it's great for you to do that so I can focus on the team going down as well as them having the information from you and basically having clarification from me if need be. I'm not saying that was necessary, but just in case, you know, they they have the source and then basically if there's any doubt, they can ask me before they have to sit there and inundate you with email. So I can't imagine how busy that you've become, especially getting this code to a show day. But one of the things that is a big plus is when people can basically see the end result instead of basically waiting to hear from it. So with that being said, you know, I know you have people coming from different states and, and, and sometimes uh, different countries that, that they're reaching out to you. How do you keep up with all the email and getting that information out so basically no one has to hit the panic button? Well, I tell you, it, that's a, it's a job in itself, and I thank goodness that uh, mainly my functions in life here since I've retired from Caterpillar are uh, spend time at the gym training clients, training myself or focused on the show. Uh, of course, I always have stuff around the, the honeydew items around the house, but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, being able to spend as much time as I do, I'm always uh, staying right on top of communications with athletes. Uh, I do get a lot of messaging. I, uh, there's a lot of new amateurs that are coming in for competing this year. Uh, they're very hesitant. They don't know. They haven't been to a show and and they for sure haven't been to a show, you know, since all the lockdown stuff. So it's uh, it's really uh, a top priority for me to communicate with them and put them at ease and let them know we're gonna have, we're gonna be there. I've got a fantastic staff that will be there to help uh, athletes with with whatever their needs will be. Uh, they'll be well taken care of, and they're gonna walk away with a great experience. Well, and that's really what it's it's all about. And so, you know, I have to say over the last several years, the bar just keeps getting raised and and maintained by promoters in really looking to provide that athlete experience. And so I guess 
we're kind of getting spoiled. We've gone from being a grumbling group of athletes to kind of getting spoiled. So, you know, as an athlete, please do show appreciation for the effort that is putting out for you because we've seen worse. And just because we're getting better, we don't want to take that for granted. But a couple of things that I wanted to touch on here is, first, one thing that Jack didn't mention is that he's got Masters Focused Pro opportunities at this show. So we need to talk about that because that's not been done before, at least not that I'm aware of. And then I do want to circle back around to the conversation about the polygraph test, if that's okay with you guys. But let's start with Jack. How can you not talk about the Masters Pro stage that you are putting together? Well, you know, honestly, I think about a lot of the posts I do on social media, and it really is centered around Masters, and I don't know if especially on the amateur side if they realize this is this is for everybody on the amateurs now on the pros yes it is it's uh focused on the masters because i'm a master and i love masters so and i want to i want to give them the respect that they they just not seen out there in our industry out there in natural organizations uh there's so many that have I don't want to say smoke and mirrors, but they say one thing and they don't. Uh, it doesn't pan out, uh, whether it be payouts or whatever. I guarantee our payouts at uh, USBF. We don't. Uh, we don't hide anything. It doesn't matter if one shows up or twenty show up. Uh, we're going to pay out what we said we're going to pay out. I'm a firm believer in the uh, you build it and they will come and give them the respect they're Thank due. You. That's so very true. And, uh, you know, it, it it's really special that you are recognizing. I know uh, uh, Dr. Pete, uh, the show in, in Minnesota, where he, you know, because he felt like the Masters had, had been going at it for so long, they needed a little recognition. And he took money out of his own pocket and basically was uh, doling it out to the amateur Masters 50 plus, and that that was, you know, I I really have to appreciate and respect what you guys are doing, because it, it I mean, like we're masters, so we know it takes a lot of a lot more work, and we have a lot less energy to go go from to do it, like and like you said, life is basically dead in front of us with everything that's going to happen. There is no staying at home with mom. There is no basically borrowing, whatever, and then you have the honey do list from the significant other, so. There's a lot that has to happen, and, and, and to keep that shape, and as you know what I'm talking about, and Jack, you do as well. So sure. it's not it's not cut and dry. It's not every day. And every prep for us year after year is much more different. I won't say difficult, because if we can maintain ourselves as we should, we, we, we do have a, a, a much better time of doing the prep. But then, like I always say, there's no such thing as a retired bodybuilder. Just like there's no such thing as a retired Christian, you're either staying healthy or you're not. Uh, when you retire, you're basically you're walking off of, of, of a lifespan of, of hard work. And I can't think of anyone being that consistent in life, then starting to become inconsistent in doing so. And the one thing we can do definitely mm-hmm. is speak upon all those years and decades of good health and the benefits of it. So, Jack, you know, with, with what you've been doing and how you promote the not just the show but also good health, how has that been when speaking with your clients and uh, family and friends? 
Oh, I think it has a huge impact for sure. I think it has more impact on people that I just meet through social media, honestly, because uh, you come in, you don't have any prior uh, biases or judgment calls that you might uh, say if you know someone, because we've all had our ups and downs, but uh, uh, it, it's been fantastic. The reach I've been able to have, I do have issues with uh, Facebook. I that sometimes I can get political on my own, and it's just because I want people to have freedoms and make this country as best as it can. I believe in the best. So there's always some things you're going to run into. You can't please everyone, as they say, and that's a mm-hmm. that's a hard truth for to swallow sometimes. But uh, we do the best we can. We be the best role models that we can. Uh, I can speak to that from my own uh, well-being and heart. So. I think that's the way I approach it and try to bring people on board. You know, and that's the way to do it, surround yourself with like-minded people with similar pursuits and, you know, just just keep moving that path forward. Um, exactly. So getting back to my earlier thought or the second part of my question, so you've been getting clearly lots of questions about the polygraph test because, you know, sometimes old habits die hard. And for those sure. of us that have been around for a while, and I was just thinking that, you know, in another year, I think, I believe, I will have been, i got to go back and check, see Facebook, even though it, it gets on our nerves sometimes with their, their suppression of, of posts and information, they're very good at keeping track of events in our lives. So i got to go back and check. But I'm coming up, I think, pretty close on maybe 10 years being in this sport already. It might not be 10. Maybe it's closer to 7. It's somewhere between 7 to 10. But anyway, anybody who's been around for any length of time, polygraphs were standard procedure. It didn't matter what organization you polygraphed before you competed. But now that line of thinking is starting to be challenged, and rightly so, but, you know, sometimes old habits die hard. So you've been getting questions about um, polygraphing. And so how is that being handled at your show? And, you know, what's your opinion on the polygraph? Sure. So, as you know, I, I'm not a firm believer in polygraphs. There's been too many uh, athletes who have um, crossed the line and gotten through the polygraph and haven't been caught. And right. to do a thorough polygraph, uh, a, quite a bit of time has to be spent with the athlete and the polygrapher to be able to do get a real solid polygraph. So instead of having these abbreviated polygraphs that uh, that have been happening and have proven unreliable, we do urinalysis testing, and we do a full three-panel test, uh, which is a few other natural orgs are doing that as well. And we believe that uh, that is uh, part and parcel to the direction we want to head in the future. Now, USBF, we will also do out-of-season testing, which will even be more thorough testing than just the three-panel. Uh, but the, And that's, I hate to say it, but I'm, that's probably where we're going to catch a lot of the uh, fake natties, but uh, uh, yeah. so be it. Be it. Well, the more the merrier for me. Get them, get them, take them out of here. You know, it, I, I'm sick. 
I am sick and tired of these uh, goofballs basically destroying what hope and faith that is there. And it, it, it's shameful that, you know, you have them out there and they're going to do what they're going to do. So it, get rid of them. Get them out of there. Because who, who, I mean, honestly, who needs them? But the one thing that, that did happen, you know, and, and speaking on what you're talking about, is you did have, uh, and actually we had Christopher Orris on the show, and he was talking about one of the athletes that had, you know, passed the poly, but right. failed the test. So, I mean, the, the proof's in the pudding. And, and, and to see that happen and to realize that he had won at two prior shows before he'd gotten caught with the urine test. So it, it's it's not something that can be overlooked or, or basically just, uh, you know, swept under the rug. It is something that needs to be addressed. Either we do one or the other or, or, or basically step our game up. And I, I like how Chris said, you know, we're, we're going to catch you. And I, I love that mentality where you're, you're not going to, you know, like uh, my, my dad said, you don't fix the problem. You correct it and get a solution so the problem doesn't get passed on. And that, that's, that's been a big thing with my, with my upbringing is understanding that you don't just keep, you know, basically kicking the can down the road. You deal with it and, and get it corrected, and you find a way to make it feasible for all involved. And I think that's what you guys have done. Now, when you Absolutely. have these cheaters that, that are doing what they're doing, and you notify them, and they come back with this crap excuse. I mean, like, we know, Dad and I both know, that there's been some that have really, you know, been screwed over with uh, supplements not being having everything listed on the label. Yeah, and that was no fault of their hard. own. Exactly. They they fought long and hard to clear their name and reputation. And it's not easy, especially in our current climate, of basically beat people to the ground, uh, even because they got to be just like everyone else. There are circumstances and instances where that comes up. But I love how you guys have reached out to the athlete to let them know and get some feedback before you go public with it. So, you know, was that part of the itinerary? Is this something that you guys have addressed uh after it started happening? No, this is something uh, when I took over the USBF that uh, we decided we were going to go do mm-hmm. from the get-go. So it was something that we knew that needed to be addressed. Uh, we had been hearing it from the, well, I think you may remember there was actually quite a bit of uh, social media posting last year about uh, some of the issues. And, yeah. uh, and basically we were ahead of the curve but with the lockdowns of course we didn't have any shows last year but uh we're prepped and uh, ready to go this year mm-hmm. and that i mean and that's that's great and and actually this is one groundbreaking area that the usbf is championing that i hope other organizations will take a look at and consider implementing um because the other thing that we haven't really discussed jack is that when you do do drug testing of um the winners and the pro winners, it's it's on the USBF dime, which not Correct. all organizations follow that, and maybe all organizations can't. But I do feel if you are going to do the out-of-season testing, which I, I like the idea of it a lot, then that's just something that the, or, the organization has to be willing to support to make that valid. I mean, because clearly you can't say, I'm going to test you out of season, but then, oh, you got to pay for it. And if you don't take the test, then you're banned. I mean, that's not fair. But, I, no, you know, exactly. I really hope that even organizations that 
where the athletes are responsible for their own drug testing fees, that if they do adopt that, they don't let the fee stop them from implementing off-season testing. Yeah, I think you're going to see more and more of that take place as we move forward. Yep, yep. So, I, so you I, know, I hope so. Did, I like that. You did state it, but I'll just uh, clarify it. So what we do is we do uh, uh, we do the specimen samples of the winners and runners-up and any pros that are, are taking home uh, the cash prizes. So those are the ones that, that will be tested. Uh, it is expensive. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So we do limit that. We don't test every athlete. And that's why we will will do the out-of-season testing for those we feel that, yeah, it's probably a good idea we test them. Yep, that's good. And, you know, and if you have questions of what you're taking, whether it's safe or not, I mean, clearly anybody who reviews that for you can only go based on what's on the label. And Kaylin is correct. There are products out there where the label looks purely 100% on the up and up, but there's still traces of substances in there that could um, produce a uh, a positive uh, test. So, I mean... That's the stance we take, and ultimately the responsibility is on the athlete. But, you know, you can go to the WADA website, type in product names, check their banned substance list, see what comes up. You can also send product to um, the promoter potentially and ask them if they have time to take a look. Also, there's a really good um, Facebook group. Um, it's the BNBF DFAC Banned Substances. And um, – the facilitator of that group does a pretty good job of uh, reviewing labels and letting folks know whether or not um, there are any products on there or products, ingredients that athletes should be staying away from. But again, the responsibility falls on the onus of the athlete. So even if you've checked everywhere and everything comes up great, but you still have a positive test because of something that didn't appear on the radar, that sucks. No way around it, but rules have to be consistent. But there are resources where you can check ingredients and get a better feel for if what you're doing is a good choice. Exactly. You don't. Want, you definitely want to check with the uh, sources, uh, whether it be the promoter, the organization, or whatever, to to get those uh, sources looking at whatever you have in question. I always question anything that has proprietary blends in it. That's oh. one of the biggest probably have to watch out for. But uh, yeah, you definitely it, it, the onus is on the athlete, and they do want to make sure they're reviewing everything they're taking. Yes, uh, one of my buddies, uh, Meshack Oching, uh, he was he boy. I mean, when I was watching him read a label, this yep. dude scrutinizes everything. He's making sure that what's going in is going to be healthy to his body and not harmful in any way. And I just remember it looked like he needed reading glasses because he was so <laughs> thorough in how he was going about it. And I said, you know, I need to step my game up in that. And uh, I was really happy with uh, the P2P products because with the third-party testing, that really made it a lot easier. Uh, you could trust what was going on. Because, you know, you're not just basically saying when somebody's saying, well, trust me, you know, I have your best interest at heart. I said, how many salesmen have told us that? And then we've been duped with garbage vacuums or some kind of other product that we really don't need in our lives, but there it is anyway, sitting in a closet for the next four years. 
So it, it's it's nice to know that they're starting to catch up with that with the uh, the supplement, but the stuff is it, still out there. And you know, I uh, I remember early on in the in the, the real talk uh, genre, we had uh, a, a supplement guy on, and he said, you know, the sad part was the the people who are going to cross over are going to cross over, and they're basically waiting on that. Uh, quote unquote half legit product they can use that basically hadn't been caught and banned yet, but then you have the family members, you know, the mom, dad, the kids that really want a healthy and wholesome lifestyle. So you know you got to be aware of them. And I, I, Jack, you know what I'm talking about with the uh, with with the fake natties. I mean, that's what they are really. They're basically just getting their feet wet in the, in the natural community, and then they're going enhanced as soon as they find something that's not going to kill them outright. So, you know, with that kind of juggling at drug testing is, I mean, it's, it's vital. And I, I love, like that said, that the idea of testing in the off season, because, you know, I, I always used to laugh at my job and at the drug testing, because I said, you're all you're doing is learning what I've already been living. So where's the fear in that? I mean, basically, you know, if if you were to come into the house and see me with the clothes that I wear to the gym actually being at the house, whoop de do. They're going into the washer. So I, I don't care what, what people see or, or or know because you know, I don't know if you remember uh some I, I don't know if it was last year or the year before where the young kid was so sure that I had to be on something that he actually went through my gym bag to see if there was anything uh illegal in there. And I did I didn't that part didn't really get me. It was the part that he, instead of asking, he just went through my bag. And I, I was I was glad and thankful that it was someone like me instead of some of the other gym members that would have ripped his head off if they had seen something like that because you just don't know nowadays, you know. But sure. when you have that understanding of, hey, it's better for us to know all the time about, you know, if you who are who you are than to sit there and always be under suspicion of of, of, of changes because we had some kid that started and in less than three months he was 30 pounds of muscle. And he's trying to tell everyone, you know, he came across this great product and, you know, it's, it's, it's natural, herbal or something like that. And anybody that's been around, especially the masters, uh, lifters, classes, and competitors, we all know that that's not going to happen. But for the younger-minded, they were basically being steered toward an illegal substance that's going to ruin their lives for the rest of their lives, and they, they can no longer have a natural mentality, even if they do go back to a uh, what I would call a natural body, meaning the drugs are right. finally out of their system. So when, when, when you talk about drug testing and being a promoter, it has to be infuriating to know that someone would dare to step on your stage knowing they're going to take that moment from an athlete. Yeah, but it happens every day. And like I say, because they've been able to slip through the loopholes, you know, they'll, they'll continue doing it. But that's that's why we're doing what we're doing and trying to change the name of the game. And, and uh, like I say, I think we're going to have some pretty good impact. Well, it, it, it is making an impact. And I know... I can't tell you how many times that Christopher Worth um, link was shared just to show mm-hmm. the relevance 
and, and the importance of how we, we, we do need that to stay and be, uh, you know, authenticated each and every time because it's not an easy thing. And like you said, it's not cheap when you're doing it right. And you, you and I both know there was a time when basically they would just chuck the samples into the dumpster after the show was done and, you know, come hell or high water, they get their money and they, they go about their business. But now there's more ethical and moral standing promoters and thank God for you. And uh, Correct. It, it does weed out the crap, I guess the best way to say it. So, you know, when you have people that are coming in wanting to be promoters, do you stress that or is this something that is part of the criteria where you better have your ducks in a row when it comes to drug testing? No, it's something that we communicate out. Our promoters are all well aware of uh, our what USBF values and goals are, so it uh, is very clearly stated. Um, yeah, there's no no confusion there. None, that's none good. That's good. Okay, go ahead, Dave. No, I was just saying that's good. Yeah. <laughs> what it is good, and I, I'm glad that we we have been able to get pull out the weeds and basically differentiate from the enhanced community because it's it's, it's too many <sighs> I I in the Midwest I've seen far too many of our youth destroy their lives and their futures for the sake of uh, aesthetics um, it's hard to explain you know, getting down to the grindstone in a right now kind of of mentality and, and, and society. But it makes it even doubly hard when the fake daddies are basically stepping in and and trying to claim a natural life and because of poor drug testing it shows seeming to be legit in it. I mean, like I said, anybody that's in the sport knows better, but anybody that doesn't know any better you know, they think, hey, this guy is doing great and they're awesome. And now they have, what do they call this on the, the different social mediums? Uh, influence. Influence. Yeah, influencers. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And, yeah. you know, it's it, the, the, the Photoshop, I, I would rather they Photoshop the pictures than basically destroy their health and their futures for the aesthetics. I mean, because people... Obviously, gimmicks work. You go back to shake weight, and you know the gimmicks work because that was one of the dumbest ideas I've ever seen. And you had people buying it in bulk. So, you know, it, it's obvious that people have extra money to throw that way for the sake of doing less and getting more. Uh, we, Like I said, we know better, but we have a lifetime of uh, experience to speak upon. And, and I'm thankful with shows like this being in the region that we have, and I, you know, God bless the Midwest because we, we are the best. I got, I just gotta put that out there. But uh, <laughs> to have a master's class that can basically personify on that, it's gotta be great. So Jack, what with with we talked about the show, but you have some very unique awards, and uh, I, I liken it to what uh, uh, Joe Perez was doing back in the early 2000s with basically yeah. changing games. You have some very unique awards. Could you speak on that? Sure. Uh, yeah, I actually had a great uh, artist down in Florida that was creating. He's 
unfortunately retired, but I I am looking at new sources for some very cool awards uh, next year, so it, we won't be short of cool awards, we'll put it that way. But, of course, I've got the uh, big uh, uh, Thor hammer for the men's physique. Uh, overall winner, I have the uh, Stormbreaker uh, for the men's bodybuilding overall. And uh, so on the women's side, for the bikini and figure winners, they will be able to order a custom-fit Wonder Woman costume. It's just spectacular. I will have one on the stage for for the athletes to see what they will be getting. It will take a few weeks for the fellow who produces and produce them because they'll have to send in their measurements and, and the like for that. But uh, they're just awesome awards. And then uh, for the women's bodybuilding, I have a uh, basically a Lantean uh, scepter for that winner as an overall award. And then I also have a team award. So for our teams, we want to make sure they hang around for that. Um, and then, of course, I've got the great medals and, and stuff for the uh, the rest of the winners and special prizes. Well, and it's a running format show, guys, so you won't be hanging around you know, too incredibly long, so do. If if you're competing on the 21st, do hang out and support the rest of the athletes on the stage, and uh, especially if you're part of a team and see how that shakes out. Um, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. So we've been uh, talking about the Midwest Legends Classic, but it's also been recently announced, uh, Jack Halverson, that you are promoting yet another show. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, so that's going to be the Valhalla Classic, which is on September 11th up in Chicago, Illinois. It's at the beautiful Anthenium Theater for anybody that knows the uh, Chicagoland area. Uh, matter of fact, uh, anybody who knows Brian McCabe and the Windy City uh, Naturals that he's put on, he's had it there uh, in the past. Um Unfortunately, it wasn't just till recently we were able to nail it down because of the COVID issues up in the Chicagoland area, but we have secured that site, that venue, so it will be there this year. Uh, really looking forward to it. It is just a pro qualifier for opening our master's classes. There won't be any pros of that show, but there's a... Honestly, there's a huge amount of athletes up in the Chicago land, Wisconsin, you know, Madison area, um, you know, even in the Michigan, Detroit, and that area that's, I think, uh, are in need of a show up there uh, that is a niche that we can fill. Uh, it would be amazing to have those kind of shows because that is a, a, a great venue that you're speaking. I, I've been there and I, I love it. I mean, like, um, it's, oh, it's beautiful. It's, uh, it's very, it reminds me of, of, a, of an upgrade of the Egyptian theater in DeKalb, uh, yep. with the one Ray Bukowski has. And it just the, the, the theme Great photo opportunities, uh, especially on stage. Uh, the backdrops, and I know you have great backdrops, Jack. So, and I know you've got quite the eye with your photographer's eye. So, I, actually, I, I can't imagine what's going through your brain as far as photography and pictures 
and angles. So I, I'm I'm interested to see how that turns out <laughs> with uh, with the way your mind works and how you go about uh, seeing the creative side of everything. So that, that's going to be a lot of fun, and I, I love the name, by the way, especially with uh, the Thor Hammer, yeah. uh, Stormbreaker, and Mjolnir. Yeah, it falls in line exactly with my Midwest Legends classic show in regards to kind of that mythology side of the uh, of the ticket. Yes, sir. Now, when you're talking about Valhalla and everything that's going to be involved in that, what are some of the angles the athletes can expect to have when going up there, aside from the name itself? Uh, honestly, I haven't gone delved too much into details yet just because my primary focus is on the Midwest Cl- Legends Classic at the moment. Even if they got it. What's that? <laughs> I said keeping it secret. Got it. Well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait until I, I'm going to be releasing information, but a lot of it's going to pour out immediately after my show, and I can put full attention on on this one. So I don't blame uh, you. That's just trying to get I, some information. That's all. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. Just guarantee so now, the athlete's going to have a fantastic experience. It's a show if they're if they're looking to continue their competition. Uh, cycle is definitely a show worth uh, worth competing in. Exactly, and, and I, like I said, with with your the way you promote and uh, the way you take care of the athletes, it, it, I've, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people signing up sooner than later. Uh, one of the things that we definitely want to add is uh, I know you have a great support group, and uh, your wife included. How do you go about convincing her that it's worth all of this? when there's so much headache involved. <laughs> Don't make me do it. <laughs> no, it's a it's a challenge. It, it really is. I'm not going to sugarcoat that either. If you're going to get into promoting, you're going to work your butt off if you're going to do a good show. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort, but if that's where your passion's at, Believe me, you'll get it back in tenfold from the experience that the athlete's going to have and what you're providing to them. So I think it's from that aspect, knowing uh, what I get in return, that uh, passion over profit that uh, is really what fulfills me and uh, and the staff that I've chosen to help work at my shows. We all have that same uh, perspective. Uh, We just want to give, give, and give, because you do get it back in, in so many ways. It's, it's not tangible, necessarily, but believe me, it's there. That, that, that's very true. Um, I, I know the guys used to laugh at me for, you know, driving so many hundreds of miles just to get interviews and, and, and showcase the athletes. And I remember one person even asked me, what, you know, why do you do it? Why do you do it? And I said, because, you know, natural bodybuilding needs a voice. It really needs yeah. a voice because there's a lot of athletes that, you know, bust their behind. There's a lot of promoters that, you know, break their necks. And, and, and that stuff needs to be shared because if not, then you never hear about it. And I said, you know, if, if, if we have to be a voice, if you have to be the face, if you have to be the muscle behind the muscle, then somebody's got to fill that void, and I'm so thankful that uh, you, you've done so, and you've done so correctly, because, you know, 
sometimes there's an ulterior motive where a promoter gets in. And like I said, they're being weeded out, and, and I'm thankful to God for that. But it's also somebody's got to fill the void of the crap that's being removed, and, and you've done a nice job of it. And when you couldn't promote, you were basically behind the scenes making sure that the shows that were being promoted correctly were being done. So it's not like this is your first rodeo. Like you said, you, you, you've had the show in, in Wisconsin, and you've had the, the next one coming down here. So it's got to be exciting to be in your own backyard, basically. And I'm, I'm really happy that you were able to get closer because I know you can do so much more with that. And how has that alleviated a lot of stress in your day? being called oh, home. It's a huge stress reliever, and I do enjoy it from the standpoint for sponsorships that you can get more local engagement from sponsors. Uh, I can't, uh, I won't lie, I love the show that I had up in Madison, but it's harder to work with sponsors that are, you know, three hours away and trying to coordinate uh, how you're going to handle the event uh, specifically and and how you can get um, more engagement with that local sponsor there as opposed to one that's right here in your backyard and and right here at the show. So, yeah, it's a huge uh, stress relief to be able to do it in your own backyard. No doubt that you can do them remote. It just it takes a little more uh, what I would call project management style. Uh, thankfully, that's one of the things I had when I worked at Caterpillar that has helped me be able to organize my shows and make sure that the uh, details and little things just don't uh, slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Now, be- before the show ends, I- I'd love for you to give the shout-out to the people who've been in your corner since day one, and I know there's many because you- you're quite uh, a celebrity in the natural bodybuilder community, and you've definitely <laughs> paid your dues. So uh, give your shout-out, and uh, let's give their people their dues as well. Well, I mean, I first got to start off with my own family and wife uh, for the biggest shout-out of being able to put up with me and the stress that uh, I'm sure that I bring to them. And we all have, we all keep some of that stuff internally knowing that uh, we all go through our challenges. Uh, my, sex, my next big uh, call-out would be to uh, Leif Anderson, who's been a, a friend of mine since I started into bodybuilding. He was actually my first prep coach. Uh, it was actually his show, The Minnesota Mayhem, that uh, turned me on to promoting, seeing what uh, what it was like to give an experience like that to athletes and how they felt and walked away and and could look back and say, wow, that's a show I want to be part of. I mean, that, uh, that's something that stayed with me from day one. So huge shout-out to him. Uh, Christopher Worth, another big friend of mine who's always been there and uh, helped me with uh, – so much, and and you too as well, Desiree, and uh, and you, Kalen. You've always been there in the corner. Um, I was so proud to be uh, uh, sponsored by P4P when I first got back into the in in bodybuilding back in the day. Um, there's <laughs> there's so many it, it's uh, almost impossible to give thanks out to everybody. But uh, mm-hmm. when I see them, I uh, give them the respect and the do and what they're do. That's that's all I can do. Yes. And, and, and it's well worth it. I, I know that. The passion over profit is, is a big statement, and I'm glad that you guys are backing it because that's, it's, it's very important now more than ever. Like I said, you know, with 
the one thing I keep asking my my clients, uh, the people that frequent the gym who are stressing over the vaccination, and I said, all right, now that you're vaccinated or you're not getting the vaccination, now what? What are you doing with your health? What are you doing to promote yourself on the health venue? I mean, I, I'm I'm amazed that we haven't pushed this to the forefront when we're the pioneers of good health in our own lives. It, I, I, it's just a little amazing how we're not more outspoken about our natural lifestyle, especially in a time and climate where more people would be readily available to listen. I know you've been doing your part, and uh, Des and I have been doing ours, but we should be, as natural athletes and natural competitors, more openly honest about the sacrifices we have to make for our the, the betterment of our health. And I know that crap food might satisfy you, but it's not sustaining our health and life. And it's it's a good market and a good climate to, to speak on that. And I, I know your show is a great platform of it. Because with the master's class, you're talking about year and year and year over about how, yeah, you can age gracefully and you don't have to basically be setting yourself up to the whims of bad health and, and, and a bad way of living. So, you know, Jack, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for the promotion of the natural bodybuilding community, not just your show. I have to put that out there because you are one of the backbone of the Midwest and the, and the promotion of natural bodybuilding as a whole. So, you know, I, I don't want anyone to underthink that and just understand just how much you do for the natural bodybuilding community. A big Thank shout you out very much. Yeah, not a problem, brother. A uh, big shout-out to everybody involved, and I know uh, this uh, upcoming show is going to be amazing with all that, all that you have and uh, all the people involved. Anything else before the show ends? No, I'm just looking forward to seeing everyone at the show. It's going to be great, and it's going to be an exciting time. Good times in yes. Peoria, for sure. Yes, sir. And I'm looking forward to it as well. Well, brother, thanks so much. Uh, God bless you, and, and have a great rest of your night, man. You too, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. So that's the Midwest Legends Classic coming up August 21st. I expect for Midwest Muscle to be representing quite well, and I hope you guys are more than ready and available to show up and support uh, the natural bodybuilding community. Uh, Fit Body U will be having a team going down. The first time in a long time I've been involved with the team aspect of bodybuilding and competing but it's uh, well-earned and well-deserved, and I know the athletes that will be going and traveling with me are going to look amazing. So without further ado, Caitlin Patterson, Midwest Muscle, Dads, great job, Jack, thanks so much. We are out.